You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. another episode of the anti-social show i'm davy and dent no wait scratch that i'm hunter block that's it and i am samantha pet no i'm, uh, I'm welcome tyson santa right that's uh i think i'm gonna be i think i want to be davy and dent for halloween but like an american version of davy and dent and i think it would go a little something like no sorry well, um an american version of davy and dent Yes. Interesting. I mean, now, if, if I was Davy and Dent uh, at, as an American version, I'd be like the cool version, you know, the, the cool American version of Davy and Dent. Like Fonzie? Which, I, 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 there you go, like Fonzie. Like, like a, well, I don't think, I don't think Davian's that old, to be honest. I mean, how old is, uh, how old is Defon's like right now, like in his, like, uh, Henry Winkler? Is he like 70 or something like that? Oh, I thought I just, it just meant like relative to us, because he's, he's in our age group, sort of. Well, you and my wife are in a different age group than I am, but I think he's closer to my age group, but yet I think he's slightly older than me. I don't know how old Davian is, actually. I have no idea. Actually, no, I do know. Davian is going to be 50 next year. Oh, okay. He's 49. All right, so yeah, he and Ed are in the same, are contemporaries, basically, and uh, Fonzie was, I think Fonzie was like three to four years older than Cunningham. I'm not sure. He was, he was, uh, well, I think he'd have to be older, right? Yeah, well, he was definitely was older, <clears throat> but I mean, like the character was older. Like he was an older kid, but like because there's this whole plot in the first season where they uh, try to get him to go back to school. So he kind of he does. He takes a few classes and whatnot. And my mic's getting really hot at some spots here. Let me turn this down a bit. There we go. That's it's, it's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. Hold on a second, dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'll be right back. Sure. Okay, I'm back. Uh-huh. So, um, to our listeners not to jump around or get crazy like I normally do when I've been up for 24 hours, um, we are having a guest tonight, uh, theoretically. Hmm. And it's uh, the same guy that you know everyone got recently introduced to, and it's uh, his name is Eduardo Wallach. Eduardo Wallach. That, that's his name. Okay? Uh-huh. Where is my uh, soundboard? Oh, you have one of those too, huh? Yeah, remember like a few episodes ago, I uh, I actually introduced the. Uh, okay, so when when Eduardo comes on, this is what I'm going to play for everybody. 
right. as we uh, as we uh, abuse him yeah. and and whatnot. Not really though, because we like him. But what? Uh, apparently, he's working, so he should be on in a little bit. Okay, you sound off uh, for a second. There, you said we might do might what him? Oh, oh, he's out working right now, so uh, he'll be joining us in a little bit. No, I heard that, but before that, you said. Um, I, I jokingly said we were going to abuse him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that part. Yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't read it all. So. Um, if there's one thing that I think Ed will find very hum- oh, before we get into that stuff, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you go to SoundCloud where we are, or uh, iTunes or Stitcher uh, Radio, you can actually hear a preview of the Halloween of uh, the Combat Halloween Album Three track that Jason and I just did. So you can actually hear a preview of this uh, before you actually commit it. So it's, it's uh, check it out, and you can hear that uh, on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, is it on SoundCloud? Yeah, it would have to be on. Yeah, the preview's on SoundCloud. It's on. It's in my uh, uh, what's it called? The um, Spotlight tracks. It's right, gotcha. right at the top of the page. So if you go to SoundCloud and uh, type Tyson Saner, or if you just type type Tyson Saner, Google it and find Sounds by Tyson Saner on SoundCloud. Uh, you will see a preview, a uh, three-minute preview to the Haunted Tour track that uh, Hunter and I did for the um, Combat Radio Halloween Album 3 that he said, for charity. <laughs> now, it's a, it is a three-minute preview, which sounds like a lot, but it's almost a 16-minute track. So it's only just a it, – it really is just a preview of something that is uh, four times as long or more. So uh, is did, does the preview uh, include uh, uh, the Scarecrow? No. No, the previews. Oh, okay. The preview starts. Well, you know, do you have? Um, I do. Yeah. Okay, here it is. I got it right here. Let's see. So I'm not going to give away the entire preview, but that's the uh, that's the preview that you can actually hear yes. on our Stitcher, uh-huh. on iTunes, and of course uh, uh, SoundCloud slash Tyson Saner, of course. Yeah. Uh, go check it out, and then get the whole album, get the whole two track CD. It's really cool. It's a twenty dollar album. It's got forty eight tracks on it. Of course, it's not forty eight full length tracks, but there are quite a few full length tracks on there. There are ones. There's ones that are almost a half hour long. There's just songs. Uh, just songs. There are songs that are of, of average song length, so between two and a half to five minutes long. Um, Dennis McCalmet's on there again. He's I was, his track. I think I heard a preview of his track recently. Uh, I'm gonna have to listen to it again to make sure it's the one I'm thinking of. But um, he's, his tra- songs are usually really good contributions. Are you familiar with Dennis McCalmet? I'm sorry. Are you familiar with Dennis McCalmet? Oh yes, I am. The, our musician friend from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yes, his his contributions are always top notch. He's also got a lot of great music on SoundCloud as well. Uh, but um, ah, yeah. What are you partaking in? Uh, what's the uh, drink that you are drinking tonight, Mister Tyson? Of this? Well, yes. Get, it's Halloween themed. This is okay. this is uh, candy corn infused vodka. Ah, Tyson. Uh, I think it was like 
two episodes ago that we were recording something like that. Tyson was talking about uh, – Tyson and I were having a conversation about uh, – I was drinking my green tea, of course, which I don't – well, actually, I do have some behind me. I was drinking my green tea, of course, and, and, and uh, Tyson was uh, drinking uh, candy corn-flavored uh, – uh, vodka to get into the Halloween, I guess the Halloween spirit. I guess sure. What's in future? Sure. It's it's. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of like when you go to like uh, the Wawa and you get like pumpkin spice coffee. You know, this is like the only time of the year that I drink pumpkin spice coffee is is right around this time, and it, it's it's coffee, but it has like pumpkin spice in it, so it tastes right. like really good. Right now, there's uh, pumpkin spice Cheerios on the shelves, and those are pretty good too. Ooh, pumpkin spice Cheerios. I'm, I'm gonna have to try that. And they're uh, <clears throat> the gluten free, so because of Cheerios, so I, yeah, I can eat them. I can get the fiber, and I'm not in consuming wheat. So that's that's good. It's tasty stuff. Fancy stuff. It's mostly I would cinnamon. So I'd say, I mean, it's not pure cinnamon, but you know, it's pumpkin spice certainly has an element of cinnamon to it. Um, so it stands out more than say a pumpkiny flavor or a nutmeggy flavor or whatever else is in. Pumpkin spice. So, I'm not really sure what the uh, uh, definition of pumpkin spice as a whole is, or what uh, qualifies as that. But I suppose I could look it up. Well, I think I think pumpkin spice is, is you know, uh, well, it tastes like you know, like pumpkin pie, I guess, or some sort of spice type deal. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's the stuff that they put in. Pie. It must be the stuff that they. Aside from it's pumpkin plus the stuff they put in pumpkin pie. Aside from condensed milk, I suppose, since that's not a spice really. Milk is kind of the opposite of spice. Um, kind of like on a spice spectrum, milk is kind of like way at the other end of. It's kind of the opposite of spice. Also helps deal with the spice. What capsaicin, the spicy thing? What is it? Whatever that's called. <sighs> getting old. All right, let's see here. I think we're all getting old. Yep, we all get old together. Mm-hmm. And we will all get old together. Together. Yes, we will all get old together. Yeah, it's a variation on that Billy Joel song uh, about Vietnam that he did called Goodnight Saigon. Ah, now, see, uh, this this episode of the Antisocial Show, I promised myself I would not talk about anything sad and depressing like Harvey uh, Weinstein. <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. Hey, you got a little something on the. Actually, I can't see. Yeah. So I don't know what yeah, that, do. that's a very uh, sad thing. Sad? Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know what happened. Um, I know. It, well, I mean, I know it happened like up to today. But if anything new happened today, oh no, no, it's no, been no, news no, for like nothing, a week. So yeah, no, nothing, nothing new happened with that that case. But uh, okay. I mean, it, it's sad that. Uh, well, I'm saying, I mean, if he's a Scott, I don't want to, like, disparage the man or make disparaging remarks, but, I mean, obviously, if the man's a scumbag, the man's a scumbag. It's kind of like, uh, what's his name? Um, Bill Cosby? You know, with, uh, uh, who? Bill Cosby? Yeah, Bill Cosby. It's on the same lines. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's, there's some, yeah, I, I have a, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot more exposure of this type of behavior coming out uh, very soon. Like it's just oh yeah, dude. I was on. Uh, I was reading an article about the. Um, there was a, and this is why I don't, uh, dear listeners. This is why I don't like Facebook because there was a um, there was a fan based page talking about the future of uh, um, uh, the Justice League oh. uh, concerning Ben Affleck because apparently Ben Affleck back in the day inappropriately touched a boob. Mm. So apparently, because back in the day he touched a t- 
inappropriately, which he shouldn't have done, but he did. This this somehow affects the entire DC universe. Right. Yeah, it's it's probably better that we don't talk about this, but I understand what you're saying. That there's there's there's, there's right, I mean, this is why we're not this is why we're not talking about it. Well, plus there was the whole thing that was in question with Joss Whedon, who was directing it, you know, taking over from from uh, Zach Penn. Wrong. So I mean, the movies had some had a had a recently fairly troubling history now, as far as its production mm-hmm. goes. You know, Wonder Woman had really set the table nicely for uh, for there to be a uh, big entry in the franchise, and uh, you know, the preview I saw a preview for it on TV uh, last night. I saw kind of a quick preview for it. It wasn't like, you know, watching on YouTube where you can go, okay, I'm going to watch a preview, start. And then you watch it and you're done and you can watch it again. It's like I caught part of a preview because that's how we used to do it when there was only television and radio and um, whatever else there was, CB radios, I don't know. Well, getting back to a positive thing, I did listen to um, I did listen to our last episode that we uh, well that you sent me that you're going to be uploading. Dear listeners, it was funny because I was I was extremely tired, so I was fucking up real bad. So there are parts where I said certain things wrong, and then Tyson dropped, and that was really cool. By the way, I like that mm. he dropped in special effect of wrong, wrong, oh, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah, I've correct. Been, I've been doing that for like since the beginning of the show, I think, or the beginning of our, our shows. I've been throwing that in there. I've been trying to, you know, because I'm wrong about a lot of stuff too. Correct. So if I. This is what I do when I edit. I go through and I listen and I go, I wonder if that's right. And then I'll look it up and then you know, I'll figure out if I'm right or not. And then if I'm wrong, you know, I throw it in later. Instead, Otherwise, it'll be like you'd hear like, you'd hear me breaking in and go, uh, um, hi, Tyson, editor's note. That's an incorrect fact. And then now back to the action. So instead of having to do that, I already have a whole bunch of wrong samples. So I just grab those and put them into the thing because I ain't trying well, to do too much more work on these. There's lots of work to be done. I decided that I'm uh, I'm providing alt facts. Uh, every time I'm wrong, it, it's considered alternative facts. So it's not technically wrong because listen, okay, I'm making I'm making this podcast great again, okay, and this is alt facts that I'm providing, okay. okay. <laughs> Hello. Oh, so um. Womp womp womp. Womp womp womp. Okay, so womp womp. Oops. Um, okay. Pumpkin. Okay. So I just got a PM from uh, Mr. Ed Wallach. All righty. He'll be joining us momentarily. All righty then. All righty then. Oh, oh, and by the way, this time I, I did get this right. We are on Brigade Radio One dot org. Is yeah. that right? Uh, yes. Yes. Ding ding ding. That's right. Ding 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 ding. Correct. Ding 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 ding. ding. So that's also where uh, Tyson sends the uh, show over to uh, Ethan Dettenmeyer over there, so it can be uploaded on their end, and then he uploads it on this end, so that you guys can hear it. Of course, you can go to any any platform really and hear it. Um, I think our next goal is Laughable, or maybe iHeartRadio. Oh yeah, Laughable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laughable would be cool. If we, I mean, I don't know. Laughable would be good, though. We are conquering the podcast world as we know it. It's just. Uh, I'm actually saving one piece of uh, political news for uh, when he comes on. Political news. Yes. <sighs> um, dear listeners, we don't normally talk about pol- yes. uh, politics on this show, but this this <sighs> one particular thing, I am sorry. This one particular thing is funny, and I've been laughing my ass off about it all week. Yeah. It's true. We don't normally as talk. Tyson's like covering his face, like, "Oh my god, what does this fucker have in store now?" Well, it's. I was just thinking about it because it's like, 
you're right. We don't talk about politics in depth, but we certainly bring it up a lot more often than one would think. So, um, well, jokingly, we do actually because we turn it into a joke. Yeah, sort of. So you're right because we we're not like really, we're not like really getting. I mean, when you get into like politics, like we're not talking about like the the dysfunction of like the Democratic Party or the dysfunction of the Republican Party and what the two parties can do to come together to uh, going forward to produce a health care bill that's going to benefit all of us. And not just that, but like what we can do on tighter gun control, considering what happened in Las Vegas this you know few weeks ago. So we don't get into like political death like that. But we do, however, make political jokes and – I think it just relieves the tensions, you know, like, for example, take like, for example, the, the president said that he went down to the Virgin Islands to, to meet the president of the Virgin Islands. I mean, to, when, when he's the president of the Virgin Islands. Is he? Well, well yeah, dude, uh, the Virgin Islands is an American territory. It's our territory. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, I don't know what all of our territories are, but I do know Puerto Rico is one of them. Oh, I don't. Dude, trust me. I forgot what I forgot. Virgin Islands was ours too. So, I mean, because it's like one of those things that you just like forget. Like, take for example, um, take like South Dakota, right? Sure. You never hear anything bad about South Dakota, so I forgot about South Dakota. Like, nothing ever bad happens in South Dakota. I think there was an Indian reservation problem in the seventies that was in South Dakota. Was that North Dakota? Wasn't Oglala? Probably North. Wasn't Oglala in South Dakota? Correct. Was it? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up. But see, that was that was in the seventies, though. Like now we're in two thousand seventeen. Like you haven't heard nothing bad about the Dakotas, nothing. Hmm. Hmm. Like you hear bad shit all the time about other people's states. Like you, you guys got like the the fires and all that in your state. You know, we got uh, a crappy governor in this one, and we got like high taxes and all kinds of other crap. And you know. Um, Michigan still got the the water problem in Flint, so I mean you don't. And Delaware is a poor state. No offense to the Del, you know people in Delaware, but you know you never hear anything bad about the Dakotas, like ever. Okay, I didn't hear much news ever really. Uh, Try to avoid news. Well, this is why this is why the audience comes to our show because they they get to escape their head and their problems for at least an hour. You know. Yeah. It's not that we're we providing the free funnies. It's not that we don't care. It's just that perhaps we care a little bit too much. It could be it. Exactly. All right. Let's see here. Black Hills of South Dakota. Uh, well, let's see. There's the Wounded Knee Massacre in 1890, but that was a while, a long time ago. Uh, they didn't, mm-hmm. didn't have mm-hmm. a history. All right. They didn't have a good time with the what's it called there? Um, mm-hmm. With the. Uh, Crow Creek Massacre, 14th century. A lot of massacres. Well, of course, it's been, that's not the only place with massacres. Um, uh, I mean, the only other thing I was thinking about this week, I'd be, I mean, I was yesterday, I think it was, I was thinking about wrestling. With your conscience? What? What's the... I wrestle with my conscience. I mean, to get into, like, non-political things or whatever, I was thinking about wrestling because... The, I saw this this video on Facebook that happened was it Monday night uh, on wrestling, probably Monday night on wrestling. But the the thing about it is, if you really pay attention to wrestling, they always do the exact same thing over and over and over again, over and over again. Except they just change it around a little bit. Sure, I mean there are patterns, like um, you know, all well, the, very predictable patterns between heels and faces, and you know, and trying to get new people into the lineup, and you know. 
Um, so uh, is there something specific you're thinking of, or that, like uh, where you saw some shit and you're like, oh, that's the same shit they gave us uh, back in 19 yeah. blah blah blah. Because since, well, since we're not you, in the 19 you know blah blah blah. Obviously, I mean, you you obviously know who the Undertaker is, right? Uh, I've heard of him. He's a big guy. Where's yes. makeup? <laughs> the Undertaker has been wrestling uh, in the WWE since 1992 and his character was unique to the fact that no one has ever here you had a guy who was six uh six foot ten right yeah he's a big guy who can move who can move at a deadly speed for a man his size and weight however nobody had a gimmick like his until he showed up and he was like the undertaker and shit so later on like years and years later they they brought in another dude who was equally as tall as he was and they called him the Demon Kane, right? And that's like his half brother, right? K A N E. And of course, the, the two, uh, the two, like you know, feuded and had like the matches and whatnot, and the storyline got built up and shit like that. Are you saying Kane? Yeah, the Demon Kane. Okay. K A N E. Is that the guy who played the Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie Halloweens? No. Oh uh, no, 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 no! Oh. Completely two different guys. Okay. Uh, because the the guy that plays uh, the, well, the the wrestler behind the, the gimmick of the Demon Kane is probably like I want to say fifty, and he um, he's basically a running for poli- He's like basically running to be a mayor or something like that. Oh, so so another wrestler yeah. is going is running for office. Mm-hmm. So where I was coming up with the comparison is that a few years ago they have a guy who's basically like the modern day Undertaker whose name is Bray Wyatt. Right, and now they have a guy who who his name is Finn Balor, but he has like an alter ego, and the alter ego is is known as the Demon. So like he'll he'll like dress up in completely different like clothes and shit like that. So now they have him like you know in a storyline. So it's 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 they're taking the exact same two gimmicks or whatever, and they and they just constantly take the same thing, but they're just changing it. So it's almost like they're. They have, like, nothing left. You know, it's kind of disappointing, really. Hmm. Where's an interesting-looking mask? Ah, yes. So what yes. I'm looking at looks like it's made of leather or something. Now, are you looking at Kane's mask? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks that's, like... That's the... Okay. That's, that's the demonic uh, Kane, basically, the, the supposed half-brother of The Undertaker. The reason why he wears that mask is because the way the storyline went is he was, like, burned as a child. Hmm. Okay. So... Burned as a child. Obviously, until he lost the mask in a wrestling match. Oh, he lost it. He lost mm-hmm. the right to wear it. I mean, what uh, did somebody somebody take it off of him? What? What? Uh... Yeah, he lost the uh, he lost the right uh, the rights to wear it because uh, he was in a wrestling match, and the the match stipulations was if he lost, the mask had to come off, and he lost. Oh, speaking of wrestling, um, did you ever see any of uh, any of the footage from when Andy Kaufman was wrestling? Oh, I did. Yeah, I just watched something recently. Maybe I'll talk to. Uh, maybe I'll bring it up with Ed around and see if he had any opinions. Well, for those of for those of like the younger audience that we may have, I mean, Andy Kaufman was was uh, was uh, an actor who played it on Taxi, and uh, he, he decided that he was gonna he could be a wrestler, and uh, uh, he went against Jerry Lawler, uh, who's a real wrestler, and. He, he, I mean, he's a he's a definitely the craziest individual uh, in in contemporary uh, comedy. Uh, but if they watch Man on the Moon with uh, Jim Curry, 
that's basically a story about Andy Kaufman. It, it is, yes. It is actually a biopic, mm-hmm. some might say. Um, yeah, he was a comedian. Taxi but he, was a pretty good show, though. I remember Taxi being pretty good. Yeah, I think he would consider himself more of a performance artist. I've heard him describe himself more as just performing. Like, he doesn't tell jokes, really. You know, he just sort of, he, he, I mean, he can, he could, he, but he's mostly... Uh, performance artist? Yeah, he just sort of creates these experiences for people. Like, he was always putting people on. Um, but yeah, I, I saw his uh, Midnight Special. Um, he did a Midnight Special special. I think mm-hmm. we might have touched on Midnight Special on one of the other shows with Ed, but it was this program that was on in the 70s, I believe, and then the maybe some in the 80s. Might still be on. Oh, my God. We have, we have uh, dear listeners, we have so much... Uh, so much uh, uh, recorded with Ed Wallach that it was hard to keep up with like everything that we talked about until I actually went back and re-listened to it. <laughs> oh yeah, there are four so, episodes. Well, one yeah, of the, yeah. Well, we have. I mean, we have. Uh, you know, we have two normal-sized episodes, one long one and one short one, but it still makes four. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I can say this though, because this is not a secret. Mm. Uh, so when I was on Strange Times the other day. Uh, there, uh, Davian was talking about doing a podcast swap, or as Mark Hershon would say, a soundcast swap. Soundcast swap. So they would, yeah, because it's you know soundcasting. Yeah, yeah. So they would do an episode of, of our show. We would do an episode of their show at some point in time. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they did it once before. With uh, I want to say with that with the uh, podcast with a pair of trousers, I believe. Okay, and it came out pretty good. So I mean, I think those shows cross pollinate each other often. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, oh, and, and and sad news: uh, the Angry Chimp Show has uh, has uh, called it uh, a day. Throw in the towel. Oh yeah, tell for whatever me. reason. But it, it was a good show though. Yeah. But like you know, like unfortunately, like the Evil Teddy Bear podcast. Uh, for whatever you know, I, well, Corey's working on something else. Is that right? That's what I understand. Yes. And I don't know what the I don't know what the uh, the reasoning is for uh, for the Angry Chimp Show uh, calling it quits. So I, I mean, if I find out anything, I'll you know definitely uh, give you updates. But it's a sad thing when a when a podcast goes away. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, just dropped a uh, uh, Ed just dropped me a PM saying that he'll be uh, ready in seconds. So, uh, do you want to take uh, take five real quick before he comes on? Yeah. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hi, everyone. It's Ethan from Combat Radio. You know, every year we do an annual Christmas event for homeless children and social services, where we bus in roughly 400 to 500 children and their families for what is essentially Christmas. It's presents, it's brunch, but most importantly, it's a chance to tell these kids they matter. Please help us deliver Christmas to them. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Combat-Radio-Christmas-7. All spelled out. Why? Because this is the seventh year we will be doing this very heartwarming and endearing event. Please help us help them and get involved any way you can this holiday season. Thank you. Hello, Mr. Ed. Donde esta, Apovolar? Tyson seems to have gone to the missing at this second. 
Well, that's okay because the show must go on, right? I'm seeing his peanut sculpture. Right, his his adorable penis sculpture that he uh, he's kind of like the mad artist, you know. He's like he sits in his room and he's like, "I'm making the art." <laughs> so, uh, you know, Hitler was an artist. Yes, he was actually. And I are you recording this? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I have a whole theory about how if Hitler had been a successful artist, uh-huh. I had a whole thing I was working on at one point about a joke concept about how I could prove I had suffered more than these other historical figures figures at the hands of a Jewish woman. So you you suffered uh, at the hands of a Jewish woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could prove mathematically how I'd suffered more than Hitler or Jesus Christ. <laughs> different other jewish men <laughs> so a lot of people don't realize hitler was once a jew or uh hitler is a jew but that's why he was self-loathing and that's why he was killing all the jews but uh the point was uh, that hitler was an art student in austria uh before he uh became genocidal and i had this theory you know sort of a historical forensic scientist profiler um i have a theory Mm-hmm. That Hitler, during that 18 months when he uh, became, he was rejected from every art school in Austria and mm-hmm. told he was a uh, fair to middling but would never amount to anything in art. And uh, I have a theory that he suffered through a bad relationship with a Jewish woman during that 18 months. And then, based on that 18 months of that relationship, eventually went on to kill 14 Jews, 4 million Jews, 4 to 6 million Jews, conservatively. That's actually a pretty sound theory, my friend. Yeah. And my point was always that I was married to a Jewish woman for 22.66 years. Hitler was only in a relationship with a Jewish woman for about 18 months at best. And at look best. what she, look at what she did. Look how angry and resentful. Look how insane she drove Adolf Hitler. So I think I'm handling things pretty damn well. I think so because you're not uh, having you're not- a single Jew. Right, you're not out there trying to conquer our country by offering I'm us. I'm not trying uh, to take over any continents. Not right. shipping off millions of Jews into train on trains to death camps. I think I've handled the, my breakup far better than Hitler. Yes, you did. Now, another historical figure that I feel I can prove mathematically I suffered far more than is Jesus H. Christ. Okay. I'm adding the H. I don't know what his middle name really was. Horatio. <laughs> I always like to think it's Hector, but, you know, anyway. Um, there's this and whole period that people... I know. He, uh, yeah, I saw him. Well, I'm Phil, I was Phil and Tyson, so I was going to finish the story, and then... It's fine. Anyway. Hi. Nice um, to have you. Love you, dude. dude. Uh, I, I'm not going to make you work so much this time. <laughs> With the... Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Well, what was you know how to use that for like some kind of editing job audition? Say, listen to this moron. <laughs> well, yeah, it was fun for a bit. I'm sorry, but don't let me interrupt you. You're right a roll there, and I didn't want to spoil it. So, the, yeah, I mean, this was all part of a concept except I'm working for for stand up that I haven't really gotten to do on stage very much. But it was the whole point was proving how I'd suffered more. At the hands of a Jewish woman, mathematically, than other figures throughout history, you know. Okay. And the first one was Adolf Hitler, which I had just proved, uh, which is the, you heard the end of. But the other one that I liked, one of my favorite, was Jesus Christ. Now people forget there's this whole, 
people forget there's this whole time in Jesus's life where in the Bible from 12 to 30, mm. Jesus was just, you don't know anything about all that's like erased from history. Unless you've read that's those. That's very true, actually. Unless you've read now, those. Now, my Claire theory Parker is books. they they married far younger back then. Yes. I mean, Jewish men, boys become men at 13 based mm. on religion. So my theory is this. Jesus got married, and during that 18 years, was married to a Jewish woman. And then after 18 years, him and his Jewish wife broke up, went through a bad breakup. Jesus lost everything, much like I did. Went wandering across the Israel without, with just sandals and a, a sat, sackcloth, basically. And eventually started getting followers following him around and everything else. Probably other uh, badly divorced Jewish men, obviously. But the point is, Jesus at best was married 18, 17 years. I was married to a Jewish woman for 22.66 years. So ergo, mathematically, I have suffered more than Jesus Christ himself. Now, now, now tell me, Ed. <laughs> are, are, are you going to start your own religion? Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, no one's following me. Not a damn person. Well, I mean, a few on Facebook and Twitter, but no one's following me across California. Well, you did know? you know? Did you know, Ed? Now, I've been Tyson's friend uh, for about, I want to say, 13 years. Has it been 13 years, Tyson, or 10 years? Something like, like that. It's been about, it's been closer to seven. Seven. Okay, seven. I like to say it's a little bit longer than, than seven years. It's been that long. But. It just seems twice as long in your head, Hunter. Correct. Um, that's how magical it's been. Um, but uh, Like the first day we met, that was like two days in my head. And then the second day, that was like three days. <laughs> the third day was just like a regular day because we didn't talk that day. But then the fourth day was like five days because we really got to talk a long time. And I learned a lot about what you love as far as films and comic books. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Old <laughs> Steve Martin bit. <laughs> so very recently I decided to uh, ask uh, Tyson what his Twitter name really meant because i never knew what it meant before that was during the one of the conversations yeah, yeah that was during the show yes. I, heard, I was there oh were you? oh yeah you were it's an episode okay. three. see what i mean so three edit point that's fine um no it was now leave that in it was a long time ago it was like a month or so ago yeah yeah i mean that's i mean i was having a the lots of thing like uh if you really like break it down like we've really done a month with ed yeah yeah, uh, I mean, we've uh, had him longer. We've had him on longer than them strange time bitches. And I we are project your show for a month in one night. It, it. <laughs> and, and we are grateful. Yes, we are. So, um, how you been, uh, Ed? We we we've, we've had conversations, uh, you know, uh, behind the scenes. But uh, how's your week been? Working a lot, dealing a lot with. Uh, Smoke from the fires in uh, Sonoma and Marin, uh, Napa, actually. not. I've been working in Marin a lot, which is on the north side of the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, yeah. And Sonoma is the county just north of Marin where I've been working, and Napa is right there. And so there's been a lot of smoke. Mm. So yeah. I've been dealing a lot with them. Like, uh, it's like, Jason's yeah. got the, uh, the mask. Still. It's been a lot like allergies, you know, and it's been just like really making my nose go off sometimes. Mostly I work inside, but like when I'm driving to and from. Yeah. But yeah, it was really, you know, it's funny. I was working up there Monday all day and then uh, Sunday night last 
Sunday is when the fire started. Mm-hmm. And I went up there. You know, there was nothing going on when I went, crashed Sunday night. And I got up Monday morning, drove up there, and it, it had just gone off overnight. But apparently they were having like 70-mile-an-hour winds. They've still, as far as I've read, never figured out how they started. So hopefully it wasn't some moron running around setting fires, which happens a lot. I'll tell you what. Uh, in my hometown, uh, Kingsburg, it's a it's a beach community, so you can you can get like houses or condos along, and and that's like in in that town that's like primary. That's like the the prime location, the most desired location you want to get a place to live because you can see like right across. Uh, you know, if you're on like let's say the third floor, like you can see like the entire uh, the bay. You can see like New York. You can see the back end of Royal Navy Base. You can see like the the Barrowsano Bridge. Uh, you can see you can see Chris Christie when he beaches himself. Yes, but at one uh, <laughs> one side of the beach, they uh, in fact right on the beach, they built these uh, condominiums that were going to block the people across the street, so they couldn't see the beach at all. Right. So they were working on these condos and then they stopped. And then overnight, it mysteriously caught fire. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm thinking like, you know, the people that uh, were trying to build this shit lost money and now they're trying to recoup the insurance. So, yeah. You know, that's actually funny because I was reading something the other day. Oh, it was about it was online. It was about spite houses. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like what you were talking about. Um, These are houses or properties that are developed specifically out of spite. Yes. Mm. Like one of them was this house that's uh, somewhere in the middle of this New Jersey salt flat swamp that was built. That's an exact replica of the house they owned that this couple, this woman uh, won in the divorce settlement. Uh, This was like in the late 1800s, early 1900s, so it would have been really rare for a divorce to boot. Uh Um, uh, So this woman won this from her rich husband in New York and New Jersey, wherever. Uh, The problem was when she won this, he had to build her an exact replica of their home as part of the divorce. She never stipulated where. He had to build it. Mm, ah. And so he built it in the middle of this swamp, you know, nice. swamp, salt swamp flat. Oh. Um, another one, other one, a lot of other ones are like properties that were so that were like narrow. Yeah. And people would try and buy them to develop the two properties and they wouldn't sell them. And uh, one guy, the offer was so low ball that the guy offered him that it pissed him off that he specifically built a five foot wide, uh, five story building in New York between these two properties, you know, and you see some really thin houses like that in San Francisco around here. So that, you know, there's a lot of old properties here. Um, so but it you makes know, you wonder. Hmm. I didn't, <laughs> it absolutely does. I didn't get to comment. I didn't get to comment on what Ed said earlier about Chris Christie about the beach thing. Oh. Um, what I find funny was the fact that right on was it Fourth of July? I think it was Fourth of July, right? That's what made me think of it. I know yeah. what you're going to say. Go ahead. Um, I really liked it how he closed that particular beach off, and but yet. He was on it in his bathing suit and his hat and his, and his family and his kids' kids. You know, his kids' uh, friends were on there, and they were all hanging out and shit. And when he was questioned about it, he was like, I was only on the beach for like five minutes just talking to my family. What's and wrong they have with that? Video no. of him you were on the beach enjoying hat. it. 
They have a video of him sitting in his fat butt butt in a beach chair. Right. For like an hour and a half. I mean, they literally have aerial photography because of scale. Chris Christie is so large, you nearly have to go to space to photograph him. I mean, the so <laughs> yeah. silly the I mean, they 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 had all kinds of helicopters and stuff, and it's just an empty beach, and Chris Christie and his family in a little pod, and of course the security detail off to the side. But I mean, if you really think about it, like you know, like those, um, you know, those things that you can buy where you can like fly them plug, in the air, drones, plug, and oh, control them by remote helium control, inflated, helium inflated remote control butt plugs. Yeah, like those. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I live in San Francisco in the technology capital of the world. I may be ahead of some of your listeners. Oh, I've been no, ahead. there's. <coughs> I've been the market list up there. All I was talking to this yeah. guy who had like one of these little like remote like helicopter things, and he had this thing like 500 feet in the air. Yeah, just it, about. It's like one of those those drones that's got the little. Yeah, yeah, the drone. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I've seen some really great yeah. drone photography. But he, the, the drone he had, he spent like five hundred dollars on it, and it had like where you can, he can attach like his pat, like his iPad to it, like to yeah, the controls, yeah. and he can like take pictures and shit like that. So it's it's no surprising. Yeah, dude, there are people out here with drones that are like five, ten thousand dollars. It's insane. They're like four by four. I mean, it's just, and they literally, some of them can go so high. They caught one guy in San Jose that was using his drone to, uh, as a peeping Tom in uh, tall buildings downtown. He was peeping on women that were living in condos in tall, high story buildings. Oh, wow. You know, and they trying to catch the guy. You know, this was a few years ago. They probably caught him. I'm not sure. But yeah, they've, I mean, they've made rules because some of them are so big and powerful and can go to such altitudes that the FAA is restricted. You know, how high you're allowed to fly and where sure. you're allowed to fly. That makes sense. Lots of places. Uh, when I was in Hawaii, I saw places that said no drones, no drone zone, you know, and would list a municipal thing because cities are and the federal government are starting to restrict it. Of course, they're allowed to use them. Cops love them. They're starting. Cops are starting to use them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, government's sense. starting to use them to surveil. Government loves them. They use them in combat. I mean, come on. Ah, yes. I just imagine there's like. The, the cops, they're working the drones, and as they're doing, kind of humming to themselves, when you walk through the garden, better watch I forget where back. I read the article. <laughs> I forget where I read this uh, article this summer. They're teaching super eagles to take down drones. Like, literally, they're teaching golden eagles to oh. catch, uh, training them to take down drones. Friday. It was, I forget where. But, you know, yeah, drones are becoming a huge thing about spying and privacy issues. Not only other private citizens, because the the, afford, the tech is so cheap and affordable. You don't need a four by four drone. Just you know, you can get a little one for like you were saying, five hundred bucks, one hundred fifty bucks, yeah. three hundred, all in between. And you can well, go all the way up to these big ones that are like eight, ten thousand dollars that are insane. The tech, there's you know, oh, yeah, you can well, set up because- remote paths and they'll do stuff by remote. You can set them up to run and do stuff and then come back to you. And you just download the video into your device and see what you got. Well, that's because technology is, like, so advanced and so accessible now. It's, like, easy to do things like that. I mean, like, Hmm. take, like, for example, like, you know, we're all pretty much in, like, the same age bracket, right, for the most part. Between 20 and 60? Of course. But, like, you see how easy it is. What a douche. I'm 49. 
I said 39, 60. I said between 20 and 60. The hunter is like on the high side of 20. (laughs) (laughs) But like you see how easy it is to, you see how like with with the, with the, the ease of technology, like the advancement of technology, you see how easy it is to do a podcast. How hard would it have been in the 80s to do like a pirated like radio show? Because I was a kid back then, well, so I wouldn't to, know. To do one well, or funny to get you people to listen that. to it? Hmm. To, to do the, one. In like, the 80s when one. I was in high school. And the Breakfast Club was all the rage. Mm. Um, <laughs> don't you forget about them. I uh, used to, huh? I said, don't you forget about them. I used don't to do an underground about um, newspaper in my um, high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I would also make literally cassette tapes. That I would just be a jackass and do comedy just like I do on a podcast oh, sure. yeah. and give them to friends and they would get copied and uh, spread all around the school. Nice. Um, and in fact, at one point, the school banned them on campus. Oh, wow. <laughs> you had like, like a, almost like a, like a zine, except it was an audio format. I, what was that? Um, it's kind of like a podcast. Christian Slater movie. Bump up the volume? There you go. It was the, it was a Ed Wallach pump up the volume cassette version. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember enjoying that film. Uh, I remember enjoying. I liked it when it came out because it was a teen rebellious film. Yeah, thing. yeah. I like. Yeah, if I would have had the equipment available, I definitely would have done that. I, when I was in college, that's how I met the creature. I met her through college radio. Nice. I was a I was a DJ in college radio at WBUL on uh, at USF. University of South Florida in Tampa. Uh, through a, I was going to the community college in the county there, and it was a. Uh, but my roommate, uh, me and him, rented uh, him and his parents' old house. They had moved out here to California. We were in our early twenties. I was fresh out of the army, and we we basically between me and him, and we got another roommate. Uh, we had a three bedroom party house with a pool, uh, and we just rocked it out and went to college and worked and. Uh, it was cheap as balls. It was great. Um, and, yeah, he uh, got me into doing radio on college there. We did a show together, and then, you know, it was all stupid pseudonyms and names back then. And now I don't do that now at all. That's why everything I do online is straight out under my name. There's no pseudonyms for me online. Um, but, yeah, I did it. I loved, uh, you know, I was a goth. I was a goth without the eyeliner. Uh, you know, I didn't do that. Oh. I, I loved uh, the Vampire Lestat novels by Anne Rice. Sure. Uh, you know, the first three were great. Fourth one was okay, and then it started getting way too into soap opera stuff. I read six, uh, six of them, but then I yeah, stopped yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah, I read it up through The Body Thief. And I was like, nope. Mem Knock the Devil was actually pretty good. But, but go ahead. But. Actually, you know, I read, I have all those books. In my, yeah, my mom tried to give me the witch ones, and I tried to read. I just, no, nope, oh, I just yeah. couldn't. It was getting way too soap operatic. Yeah, I forget what the series is called, but yeah, it was yeah. the first one of those. Well, there's a crossover. She gave it to me because yeah. she, she knew I liked Anne Rice. And it's well, sweet. I mean, My mom does stuff like that, but she always gets the wrong one. Like she got me one of the one year, you know, uh, when DVDs were new, she got me Terminator three on ooh. DVD. One of the worst Terminators ever. Rise of the machines. <laughs> but Rise of the sweet. machines. You know, she tries very hard. What Honestly, in my opinion, like not to go off too much of it on a, on a tangent, a tangent. Um, Alexa, 
fine I, tangent. I think that the Terminator movies should have ended at part two. Well, Cameron is coming back and doing a new one, and he's going to basically erase all the other ones between, after two from the canon. So the really? next one they're getting ready to do, he's producing it, and then obviously on the writing of it. Mm. And uh, so basically everything after two doesn't count when this new one comes out. It's basically retroconning the whole everything they did without him. I like uh, because he yeah. didn't own the rights. That's what happened. Oh. Between three and all the rest, yeah. the studio owned the rights. So I don't know if he bought the rights back or something, or they just whoever <laughs> Carolco was the company that produced the original film, and Carol so they Carol. owned part of the yeah. rights. Um, I remember seeing Terminator in the theater in 1984 in the summer, mm. and it was no one had heard about it. It was a small movie. I had to go uh, all the way across Tampa from Brandon, where I lived, uh, halfway across town, because it was only literally shown in one theater. Wow. I mean, if you and think it about started, it. And it bubbled up and started growing over the summer. If you think about it, it was like a small film, but it was, it was. like. It was. It was It was basically like a a, a robotic AI, like, you know, uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, it's still a great movie. Oh, absolutely. And the second one, really great. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Because Cameron was still involved. Yes, Cameron is like the the, uh, phenomenal director. And then he got all full of himself after Titanic and produced Avatar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean the top grossing film of all time? Uh, Oh, by the way, yeah, Dances with Wolves in Space, yeah. Great movie. Yeah. I still, Wait, there's I still, a Dances with Wolves in Space? No, Get the it's fuck out. It's called Avatar. It's called Avatar, yeah. That's, oh. It's the same freaking story in space with CGI. Well, I've seen with I've Dances, seen dances with Wolves. wolves got the same comments movies. about it when it came out. I've seen same Dances with Wolves those in poor, the Those poor natives are stuck being – they're going to be overrun. <laughs> and then thank God a white man comes along and teaches them how to defend themselves properly. <laughs> You know, I've if seen, it wasn't for white man, natives would be wiped out. Those no, that one noble white guy. Although I still listeners, with Wolves, great book. Dear movie. listeners, if I died during this segment, I want you to know that I died happy because this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. You know what's funny is I've been busting my ass all day. I had a gig this morning yeah. at uh, nine a.m. Took me an hour, made eighty bucks. Then I had a gig this afternoon. Took me two hours, made one hundred and eighty bucks. I worked three hours today, so I was really kind of tired driving back and thinking. Now, not sure if I, I'm gonna. I'm funny, feeling funny, but you know, when little, you do like uh, these little uh, berry juice and uh, vodka fix that. Actually, Tyson's drinking juice and orange juice is too acidic after my stomach surgery so. oh yeah yeah you're drinking vodka and tyson's drinking vodka so it's a it's a vodka night so it's naya vodka tyson oh no, oh, no. this is a oh go with good vodka dude you gotta go with the good vodka <laughs> this is uh this is new paruski um the chuvi parola esperanto no <laughs> <laughs> No no ente. Oh, sorry. So now, do you do you uh, are these uh, stand up bits? Are they are are they on YouTube? Perhaps everything I do is a gig. I'm a general con. I do like um, general handyman stuff through TaskRabbit. Oh, TaskRabbit. 
all kinds of stuff. But basic, and then I also do stuff on my own on the side. I have clients of my own, and you know, I just charge them on Square. Uh, love Square, by the way. Nice. I can't recommend it highly enough. Is this yeah, uh, Squarespace.com? No, it's Square. No, Square.com. The little card oh, reader oh, thing, oh. so you can charge people. Uh, on their debit card or credit card at the time of service. So there's no, I don't, I, if I work for you, you pay at the time of service, period. Nice, then, nice. You know, uh, but so, um, yeah, you know, I, this morning, you know, I was doing, I'm a systems engineer too, so, but I also, this gig I did for this guy this morning, it was one hour. I had to come over and um, install some data ports mm-hmm. uh, in his house. Basically, I was putting in the wall mounts, I was installing the data wires and putting them into the female jack plugs. It's a little thing, you just crimp it in, and it takes like five minutes. Now, and then being I had in the to put wall straps on his washer and dryer earthquake wall straps. Oh. That was the other thing I did for him. You know, so I do stuff like that, and I build that IKEA sense. stuff. Oh, yeah. And I um, I mount TVs on walls, and um, I uh, sexually service housewives that are de- you know lonely. Um, <laughs> Task Rabbit, um, but you know I yeah Task Rabbit Task Rabbit or EdWallach dot com, which I'm going to be transversing that over. Which right now, if you go to EdWallach dot com, that'll take you to Don't Quit Your Day Cast. Uh, eventually, DreamFunny.com should also take you to Don't Quit Your Day Cast because that was always my little sign-off thing on my show was Dream, Dream Funny. Funny. So, but yeah, EdWallach.com is going to end up becoming uh, the startup part of it's going to end up transitioning now on the web into my general handyman stuff because I'm you know I'm going to use that kind of in the handyman stuff on my business cards for that you know get if you've got something you need done get it handymaned. You know, handyman the ad thing. Yeah, and if you have hot wives, that that's that's to the best. Get them serviced. Service. Get them service. Service, service Ed. Service Ed. <laughs> service Ed. Yeah. Be all night long. Every time I see that that big that After big. After all, oh, since I've lost all since I've lost all my weight, I am hung Ed. <laughs> hung Ed. <laughs> hung Ed. The serviceman Ed. But yeah, that's what you know. So I work in the gig economy. I work in the everything's just one short job that I do. But I fill my days. I do a lot of that stuff. I'm getting ready to start doing a little bit of the cleaning uh, stuff. You know, just you go. People have apartments. They're lazy, and they'll you know you basically you know through TaskRabbit they pay. You know, you end up bringing home like forty to fifty bucks an hour. But if I can get some of those and then build up some on my own on the side, it's like seventy to. 50 bucks an hour you know it's all that and you just it's small business you just track your mileage it's total geek math stuff but you know it's done anyway because i've always been in the it general contracting and working for companies on contract um yeah hey everyone this is ethan from combat radio you know one of the great literary works of art is a christmas carol by charles dickens Now you can get A Christmas Carol done by us, Combat Radio's very own version, with their epic cast of regulars, and you can help social services while you're at it. Go to cdbaby.com, enter Combat Radio Christmas 3, and bam, get yourself A Christmas Carol, featuring Carolyn Hennessy of True Blood, Ian Buchanan of Twin Peaks, Stuart Pankin of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and many other epic personalities. Have yourself a Christmas anytime you want it. Now, are you still doing the stand-up stuff? 
Yeah, but I've been just so busy. I haven't been doing it much lately. That's why I've been recording stuff to start doing my podcast again. Cool. And just practice talking on stuff. I've got a bunch of stuff, but then I've lost all my intro and outro music. So I'm like what? trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, when I, as I was moving around during the two years, you know, I had a my uh, Mac Mini wasn't hooked up all the time, hmm. and then my drive when I was had it hooked up at one point uh, crashed. I know I have it backed up, and then I you know sent it off to a buddy of mine because I just didn't have all the tools. Um, Mac is a pain in the butt uh, about. You know, they create new screws with new screw heads, which you don't have the tools for unless you're a Mac certified service professional. Um, so anyway, but I'm a, a IT guy that's been in the industry for 25 years. I've got a buddy that does that. He lives in Alabama. So you have an I exclusive just shipped tool. It to him. Yeah, I shipped it, shipped it to him FedEx. It just cost me parts and uh, shipping, and I sent it to him, and he replaced the hard drive, restored it from my backup for me, and sent it right back. Because I was working at Uber, for Uber a lot at the time, and he was just doing it to be nice, you know, and being a dude and helping me out. And that's uh, uh, Taylor, who's the guy who still, you know, admins my site, keeps all my stuff updated on the cloud for me. All my shows are stored through stuff. I get data storage real cheap to him. Uh, he does a podcasting thing. You know, we were starting it out when it was still fairly new. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has a podcasting class uh, thing that, you know, he'll set you up for, uh, you know, he'll do the storage. And it's all like only eight ninety five a month. Um, oh. And it's um, it's virtually unlimited because, you know, the, you know, we get discounts. We know people and through it like Amazon cloud storage. It's literally like half a cent for a gigabyte of storage so it's nothing (laughs) actually you know there's you know speaking of like you know uh servers and shit there's actually companies around the world that actually pays uh mucho bucks to keep like their servers in like special buildings so in other words they're they're contract out to like server farms Right. So they'll contract out to like this company that like has nothing but servers and the entire building, I can tell you because I've been in one, the entire building is like freezing cold because of the servers. And the whole building is essentially like a smart building, which doesn't need a person to operate it because it's so smart unless the technology goes down. And that's a different story. Wow. As a person who's been in the IT industry and working for the government and senators and large corporate buildings uh, and for large corporate corporations on uh, short term and with security clearances, Hunter, Mm -hmm. you didn't teach me a damn thing. I know I didn't teach you anything. (laughs) But maybe like somebody out there who didn't know. (laughs) Now, you're an IT guy. Let me just hit people if they don't know. The cloud with the quotation marks I'm doing, air quotes that I'm doing for the people who are not watching me right now, mm-hmm. um, He's is really too. just literally what you just talked about. Amazon's cloud, that's all it is. It's a huge building with large racks of blade servers. It has to be super hyper-cooled because they generate large amounts of heat. Sure. Yeah, you go into there. I mean, I've been in really beautiful ones. I've been in ones for the government. I've been in corporate ones that literally you walk in and it's just been built ad hoc by contractors left and right. And you, I've walked into rooms, dude, that they've got wires just strung everywhere across a room haphazard between, you know, multitudes of servers have just been thrown in as they needed to add space left and right. And it literally looked like a Borg on meth room. 
<laughs> I mean, okay. it was just water <clears throat> and shit everywhere. It's insane. You get that now, with small companies, too. And sadly, now, the government's even just as worse. I mean, literally, the U.S. Navy is using, in some instances I've seen, it's not a classified thing, but literally, there are departments in the government still using Windows 98. Wow. That's old as shit. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you a question. You're an IT guy. Mm-hmm. Which means you're a tech head for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, this kind of sounds like a stupid question, of course. If it's stupid, call me out. I also have a um, question, but I'll wait. What is better, the Android operating system or the Apple operating system? Or Raspbian. A little. <laughs> Android's good. Tech it joke. doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, the, you know, look. Device operating systems are just like the console wars. It's all bullshit and advertising. Mm-hmm. Okay? The most important thing with any operating system or device is that you keep it updated. Period. So that way you've got all the security updates and you keep it updated. Because generally updates are legally and federally and government required through ICANN and all kinds of international uh, cooperative agreements. Um, updates are released before white paper white papers become publicly available outside of the industry. White papers? Hmm. White papers are papers published that um, describe um, either um, defects in a product hmm. uh, that's used on the internet uh, or on a computer or network service systems okay. or uh, uh, vulnerabilities and security. So these are published and they're distributed inside the industry so people can uh, update their shit and defend against these vulnerabilities before the it becomes known to the general public and ergo hackers. And the white paper part of it, it refers to what specifically? That's what they're called. They're just all called, they're called white papers. Uh, if you Google online security white papers, you can find them. Okay. You can find them because they become available after. Uh, that's why updates come out. Uh, so white papers are not supposed to come out before updates to repair those vulnerabilities become publicly available. Okay. So updates come out, and then the vulnerability is published to the open public okay. outside of the industry. Okay. That's the, that's the ideal thing. But then the problem is sometimes companies drag their feet oh. and don't update way longer than they should or you know they just can't resolve it and fix it then they'll ask whoever found it and published the white paper hey don't release this to the public until we can fix it or else in many instances it's happened and you'll read about it where you know hey this 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 white paper this vulnerability has become public knowledge because such and such company has not resolved the issue in the time frame they're allowed by ICANN, the international organization. Okay, there's a time limit. They say, hey, you have once they tell you about it, you have this amount of time, depending on what the issue is, to resolve it before it becomes public, before they're allowed to make it public. And that's why they literally have to go to whoever found it and published it uh, to ask them to hold it. You know, if they can't find it first, wow. if they can explain it, generally people will hold it back. So, my tech question, if you don't, if you yeah. don't mind, um, you were you were you were talking about uh, going 
into places and seeing what what was it layers of servers and things that are basically for storage of memory of the cloud that type of thing and that some of the jobs of putting them together were a bit ad hoc and whatnot so I have a question specifically about um, did you see Skyfall the James Bond that's the James Bond oh yeah I did see it but you you know what oddly enough that's the one I remember the least I was thinking about that the other day Mm mm-hmm I, and I wanted to see it again. Okay, well, maybe you can... Because uh, I remember the least, but go ahead. Maybe you can, if you if you don't remember this, it's fine, but um, there... That may be why I haven't seen it again. It may have pissed me off because it did something. Because that's one of the things about when they use, you know, in, engineering stuff, or hacking stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a yeah. It's a, totally like a, probably a nurse or a doctor watching a medical show. Sure. You know, it's, oh. it's like, Are oh, you- God. Or anybody from now watching Superman three, and it's like he's like, "How are you doing that?" And he's like, "I don't know." And it's like it's because technology isn't fucking magic, people. Pardon, pardon me, but <laughs> you, you know, what I mean, it's like it was in the, in the movies. It was like but computers still, were, John were mystical. Cryer, aside from Pretty in Pink, one of John Cryer's best performances, <laughs> with the same hair from Hiding Out for some reason, also. But anyway, um, that's such a specific reference. I'm sorry. Okay, so the question – well, you might not remember this, but the, the, the main bad guy in this, uh, Javier Bardem's character, he had a room that was basically full of servers and whatnot and does his little monologue to uh, Bond. I actually really like Skyfall, by the way. I think, uh, I think there's, there's very few – I like Javier Bardem. I don't remember exactly why I haven't. I just can't remember the plot. I may have only seen it like once or twice. Oh, that's okay. Uh, if you, you see, and I will say about the film, it, it, it seems to be the most about itself as any film I've ever seen. But for that, I like it. So it's because it's really a film about, do we really need spies anymore? And yeah, we do. And that kind of thing. And it's so it's really kind of about, it's a little more introspective, I guess. But it's also it's hard to get a computer to kill someone. It's also beautifully shot. It's amazingly lensed. It's so so uh, so amazingly uh, uh, lensed. So well, the color, the, bain, the composition of frames. The anyway. So anyway, uh, but there's well, a room. Sam I was wondering. Mendes direct that one too. Uh, he did. I like Sam Mendes too. I think he directed like the first all of, the first two of them with um, Daniel Craig, didn't he? Uh, not the first two. No, he did direct uh, Skyfall though, and I can't remember who the first Casino one was. Royale. was. He did Casino Royale. I think I have a question. I, I, I believe because we'll let him finish his first. Yes. Who me? Oh, so the question was: yeah. I was wondering if, since you you don't remember his setup, but I was wondering how how uh, how ad hoc it looked, or if it looked like it was pretty good. But if you don't have a memory of that, then it's 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 uh it, it's it's not a question you can answer. But I appreciate you. Uh, well, usually in movies they have set designers and they try and make it look as cool as possible. Right. You right. know so. All the wires are usually strung really nice, and it looks really cool. A lot of, you know, big professional server farms that you go into mm-hmm. where, like, Amazon has huge facilities in multiple locations because that's what makes the cloud work. You don't have one server. You have three or four server farms that all have the same information, so you have multiple backups. So if something goes okay. wrong at one, you can take it offline and bet, turn the other one on as the main one. So now everything, instead of going to farm one, is going to farm two. Now farm three has become the backup for farm two until you figure out what's wrong at farm one. And farm four has become farm three now. So you just kind of roll things through. All right. Um, But those farms, they all run the lot wires out nice. They're really beautiful. And, yeah, when you've walked into some of these horror rooms like I have that they just – companies built – one of the ones that – one of the worst ones I can remember is actually 
for a very, I can't say the company, legally, mm. for legal purposes. Right. Much like, much like I can't say the creature's name legally anymore. I can't say. But this company was a large um, cellular carrier. I worked for their business division. That's general. Because this was in 2006, so there were way more of them back then before they started acquiring one another. And this company, I walked into this room down in uh, San Francisco right near the um, Giants Stadium. Oh, wow. And, um, dude, this room, it was a room that was probably about 80 by 40, and they had like a I, you know, for you guys, it would probably sound hugely impressive, but there, it, the room wasn't quite a third full of rack servers. So, you know, it, it probably it probably had about it probably had about eight hundred, um, you know, terabytes of stuff in it at the time. And this was big. You know, that was a lot then. Oh, yeah. um, they had probably about four miles of Cat Five wires spread across things, just not neatly, just literally. You had to duck in between wires and like like you were trying to find your way through the forest of Dagobah, learning to how to use your lightsaber and run away from Darth Vader. What is, and, you what? know, I, it was it was it was insane, and it was like you know. Ow, and it was just because they kept hiring contractors. They didn't have a dedicated – because, unfortunately, for a lot of companies, IT is the last thing they want to spend money on. But then it's also when it becomes hacked, they, they look like jackasses because they you know they deliberately they, – it's one of the first places they cut funding. So they just hire people to come in and do things left and right, and they tell them, oh, I don't care. Just do it. <laughs> they don't want them to clean it up because it would take too long and cost too much money. So it just becomes a mess. And it gets worse and worse over time. It's literally like stitching patch over patch over patch on an outfit until you become like a character from um, um, the character um, that uh, Daniel Danny Glover played in uh, Lonesome Dove. Oh. Uh, it was the black guy, you know, that worked with all the cattle, the, these Texas Rangers on this herd thing. But his character in the book had a pair of pants that he just literally he'd patched them together so many times the original pants weren't there anymore it was just patches all held together oh wow you know the shape of pants and one of the cowboys you know this one young guy said those aren't even pants anymore and the guy said well yeah deets ain't one to give up on a garment just because it's got some wear <laughs> that's the way yeah you know, it's like these people don't care they just keep 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 holding the patches together that's all they want and just stitch that patch to the other patch oh, yeah. so the, it, as long as it looks like pants we can keep riding <laughs> and he said patches i'm dependent on you son i just keep putting deets that's that character's name the old deets ain't one to give up on a garment just because it's got some wear oh. Oh, okay yeah i hadn't seen those in dope but oh so in answer to your earlier question martin campbell actually directed casino royale he had directed uh, a previous Bond film, the first Pierce Brosnan one, Goldeneye. So, uh, so he had directed another Bond film, certainly. But yeah, has, okay. I think Sam Mendes came on at. Uh, Maybe at, he did Skyfall too, but I know I like Sam Mendes ever going back to um, American Beauty. Oh, doing like an, an, a revisiting American Beauty or the the world of American Beauty? What? Do, what do you mean? I don't know. Are they redoing it? Are they doing a uh, non-direct sequel? 
I might have misunderstood what you said. Did you say that you? No, wanted, you I said I've enjoyed Sam. Men- I've enjoyed Sam Mendes. Yeah. Going back to oh, oh. American Beauty, which he directed. Yes, that makes sense. Sorry, I heard that wrong. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Since going back to yes, um, yeah, was that the first thing I saw? You know what? I haven't seen yet as uh, Road to Perdition, but I really want to. I've got a copy of it, so eventually I'll see it. I like Tom Hanks in quite a few things, but that Most movie things. I just I couldn't get through. Mm. It just I don't. It's not a period piece I like. Mm. I also have never seen Sully. Neither. I just don't. I'm not interested in. It. I know the whole story. Um, you know, it's a great story, but yeah, don't want to see a dramatization of it. You ever see? Five I Atlas? did see. Oh, sorry. I did see. I did see him parody Sully on SNL. So. Oh really. That's good enough. <laughs> well, he's a good sport. I mean, he had been on he had been on SNL a lot of times. So yeah, he was in well, the Five Timers Club. Oh, Six Timers Club. There's but, even I mean, it gets more because him and Steve Martin have done even more and more now. Right, right. Yeah. Remember the five the Five Timers Lounge they brought yeah, out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Him and Steve Martin and uh, Paul Simon. Right, right. Paul uh, Simon. Yeah, that's right. Because Paul Simon and Lauren Michaels are buddies. Go back way back. Yeah. So crazy after all these years. That's one of my favorite bits. It always, I always think it's uh, every time I hear that song anymore, I always think of him in that turkey suit. Oh, the turkey suit, yeah. <laughs> and, and getting getting mad and like bouncing yeah, up and down like, and these things flapping. Lauren, I can't do this. this I, I feel this really takes away from the depth what, what and the mean? meaning of the song. What do you mean? I, why? why I, you? I, I no, I don't see it. It's the holidays. Know. People are going to love it. People are going to love it, Paul. I'm dressed up like a turkey, Lauren. <laughs> I'm at my own lover. You have to, you have to commit to the premise. Just, just sell it. Just, you know, sell it. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. And then they, they put in a lot of songs. That, yeah, that was like the first time he was on there. I think it was episode two or three or something. Like the second or third week. I think it might have been the second one because I think the third week was Rob Reiner. But they hadn't really got the whole formula of, um, of the oh, show yeah, just yet. Oh, yeah, if you yet. go back and watch the first season, it's really shot. You know, yeah, they didn't fall into their pattern no, it's until about halfway though. through the first season yeah much like a podcast you know any podcast you listen to mm-hmm. always listen if you especially if you start at the beginning always listen to at least six shows well i started at the beginning well, with yours see they start figuring things out you know go ahead i started at the beginning with yours uh a few a couple months ago and uh yeah so i'm working my way up through i haven't gotten all the way through yet but uh i did this with her well, there's too. 50 sucks, man there's a there's a ton of them out there yeah, I mean, the first thing started out as just like little ten minute things, and that's probably where I'm going to restart. You know, little short, little bite shorts, little bite things, mm. um, and then I'll I'll eventually start. I, I'll maybe get it to thirty forty minutes, but I'm not going to go back to long opus shows because literally there are a few in there. Mm-hmm. It got like three hours. No one's listening to a three-hour podcast. <laughs> well, Joe, how do you know Joe no one's Rogan listening to a three-hour podcast? Yeah, Joe Rogan Experience uh, gets up to three hours sometimes. And I know they do, and I, I do listen to them. But so, in general, most podcast. people don't. Yeah, it's true. They'll well, no, I mean, most people listen to like what an hour. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I go back. I'll I'll go back and because I'll listen to them when I drive. Like I drive, you know, I, I worked three hours today. One gig, one job was within five minutes of my house. Mm-hmm. The other one was forty minutes, forty minutes away. You know, uh-huh. so 
you know, I'll listen to something on the way there and I'll listen to something on the way back. Monday, I was working nine hours, literally, just swapping legs off of tables for new. I was swapping legs off Ikea tables, taking the old legs off, Mm -hmm. putting new legs on. On like, and I did, you know, 116 legs. I did like, you know, 26 tables, you know, drilling them in and out. And it took nine hours, dude. I was on my knees nine hours. I listened to like seven podcasts because at a certain point it gets more entertaining to listen to music. What's the longest art podcast ever ran, Tyson? What recording? Or like usually around forty, like, to a, like a show. But the one of some of ours were like an hour and four minutes. They yeah. vary. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the longest one I've posted is over an hour and a half. But usually, I try to keep them between fifty minutes to an hour and twenty. I try to get it around there. I, I try not to go to over an hour if I can. It really depends on how much content there is and how where to split it. Because sometimes it's hard to know where to split the conversation. Yeah, that, and it's also good, uh, if you look at it, you want to keep, you know, generally, if you keep them between 40 to 53 minutes, you can put, this is geek podcast stuff, but you can, you can publish it with a higher bit rate, so it'll sound better, it'll sound a little better. Oh, shorter? And they can, yeah, and, well, because if it's shorter, and it, it it's still under a certain size, so they can still download it, even if they're not on Wi-Fi. Right onto their device. You know, that's why you want to keep the shows under like 50 minutes, you know, 60 minutes. Because once they get longer and they get over, because on iTunes, you can't download unless you're connected to Wi Fi. If it's over, I think it's like uh, um, 100 megabytes. It probably helps the uh, helps the syndication. And so, bumping up the bit rate with whatever you publish makes the megabyte size of the file larger. So, if you keep it under fifty minutes, it'll always generally stay under that size, so that they can download it, even if they're not on Wi-Fi. Well, that about does it for the Anti-Social Show. I'm Tyson Saner, and I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Have a good time, folks.